and welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are at Prohibition Craft Spirits, and we are with uh, the distiller, Mr. Harrison Hyden, and the owner, Mr. Keith Hazelbaker. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Fantastic. Doing good. Good, good, good. And today on our panel, we have uh, Mr. Ryan Chester's back with us. What's up, what's up? And Matt Jasnoff, as usual. Hey. So, gentlemen, so for those of us who may be less familiar with Prohibition Craft Spirits, could you give us a your basically your 30-second elevator speech? Yeah. Um, well, the whole company is called PCS Distilling Company. Okay. Do you know what that stands for? I'm assuming it's Prohibition Craft Spirits. Very good. <laughs> so, Not for uh, 100, everybody. That's what we bottle, it, bottle under one. with. That's our trademark, and that's what we bottle under all over the country for whatever we sell in any state. So, but Prohibition Craft Spirits is our basically our tour and tasting event, and then it, it's also our event space. It's the actually physical building here. This is the room we're in now is Prohibition Craft Spirits, and then Prohibition Craft Spirits is our bar. And uh, but we we are a true craft distillery. We have been making our vodka, gin, and rum for six years they i mean we've been in existence about four and a half years but they were making this he was making this before i came along and uh this bourbon i mean we got a lot you know we got new equipment and he's he's got it down i mean we can produce as much as we need to gotcha so what does it mean to be a craft distillery hmm what does it mean well, you know, I think the company is where we're focused is, is really on the past and how prohibition is shaped us today. The three tier system with the distributors and the retail stores and, and the uh, distillers. So we kind of we really when we bring people in for the tour, we really want to give them a unique experience, anything unlike any other distillery, give them a lot of history, a lot of things that they don't really know. Most people don't really know, you know how moonshine got started how nascar got started all that stuff and how moonshiners are still going on today just don't ever really hear about it so so when you when you think of moonshiners what what's your initial thought process on that are you you, (laughs) do you think those dudes should just get out of business don't do what they're doing you know because it's dangerous or no no. well it's you know i i I gotta I, i gotta admit something here i i actually came up as a moonshiner I was moonshining in my backyard for five years, and I have confirmed with the ABC that that is uh, in the past and does not need to be revisited. <laughs> um, I have been convicted as a moonshiner, and um, there's not many of us out there that have gone legit and actually produ- come out with our own legitimate spirit after being such a long history of stealing my backyard. So, I, 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 you know, it, you have to do your research. You have to be careful with this stuff because it can kill you if you're not careful. But you know, as a as a fellow craft beer maker, you know it's you can't just make beer with, with you can't you got to be you got to use, use a lot of sanitary things. You got to use the right equipment, and if you don't do it, guess what happens? You don't get the beer. Same thing with moonshining. You just have to be a little extra careful with your cuts, with your heads and your tails, because that's the that's the poison. That's right. what I would say. It makes us craft is because he cuts the heads and tails out by sight, taste, and touch. And oh yeah, so you know it's not by the height of the pipes taking out the steam. It's he's he's collecting our hearts. I think a craft distillery has to be uh, pretty fairly small. You can't use a, a, a an enormous column 
and just on well, one pipe you have you got the uh heads coming out another pipe you got the i i do it by by the the temperature and the taste the smell and the flavor yeah gotcha gotcha so uh are you guys a part of the Kentucky craft bourbon trail like i know that that's exist and there's a northern region and a we, southern region we are we are literally just we just released our first bourbon like april the 11th or something like that so until we were producing bourbon and selling bourbon we were producing bourbon but it's just not ready to sell that but now we are eligible to be part of that trail and we we want to you know i i've tried to talk to these guys but this virus hit and you know it's kind of sidetracked a lot of things but yes that we have every intention of, of being on the urban at least the urban bourbon trail if nothing else because we really think our tour we we've we created a, what i call disney world for adults it's awesome because people come if you don't understand there's what sucks about this virus is the first week from we closed on march the 13th that was friday the 13th i was like hell yeah let's close before the let's do it and i'm joking i'm not superstitious <laughs> but but we literally that first week was like the the first week of what i would call tourist season we canceled 16 tours just the first week and they were all from different places really but you think about it, you got seven different states coming in here, and you just hear about this virus, or you want to bring a bunch of states coming in there, you know? I was like, well, I'm sorry, we're going to have to close that, you know? And we, we repurposed our stills and made sanitizer, and we donated to yeah. some, and we sold some, and, you know, it, we transitioned and made it through that, and I don't think that's going to be our long-term plan, but we still right. sell some sanitizer. It's very cool. But it's, you know, getting... The, it's like right now you know they're telling us well you can reopen the distillery on this well i never close the distillery i close the tour i close the bar i close the event hall but we i mean i want we're our tour is open right now and they and everybody's like well they said the i said i don't care what they said i can social distance better in my tour than i can in anything else right and we totally can we we sanitize we I mean, we do it all. We're making we're making a hell of sanitizer back there. We can use it all over the place, <laughs> right? But I'm, but all I'm saying is that I believe my goal, and you know, we Harry, you can testify to this, but Southern Wine and Spirits came in here, and they told me that they they didn't say they were interested in in repping us here in Kentucky, but they said. They they want to know how serious I was about wanting to do this in a, a lot of other states because, you know, they just want to know if we could just look at Kentucky. Is that in? That's yeah, that's here. They heard well, you talking let's, about. Let's, let's give it a and, and let's give it a couple seconds here. <laughs> so that way Toby can cut out a gap rather than cutting out too much here. <laughs> He'll be, he'll be whining like a little bitch. Where was it? Oh, this <laughs> is so hey, hard. Please, please leave that part on there. <laughs> please leave this Where part. Where was I right before that? Uh, Southern Wine and Spirits. Southern Wine and Spirits. Oh, yeah. well, so the, literally I had been talking to Steve Smith, which, you know, and and I couldn't get a commitment out of him one way or the other if because I said, you need to find out if it's legal if you can deliver to these Kroger stores because Kroger was interested in us. You right. know, my I have another friend that got me in there, and, and then – Kevin's, I mean, uh, Steve is like, well, maybe we could deliver. And then when he hired Chase, it was like, 
perfect because I can't own a distributor. And I, but the thing about it is, is with with Southern Wine and Spirits, we I'm we are going to be a national brand. I mean, we're already in in a you know we, we're in the military too. We're in Fort Campbell, Fort Knox, That's and awesome. Harrison. And you know we're the military is a big deal. We're coming. We've got a brand right now that I've applied for a trademark, and when we get it, uh, hopefully we can get it. Um, it. It's called Fireside, and uh, I mean it's no big secret now because we file, but it's it's got a the it's got back whenever prohibition ended, and uh, there's a picture of of FDR with a cigarette in his hand. He said, "America needs a drink," right? Well, that's that's on the front of our fireside logo and and all that. And but I'm good. I've been marketing all over this country <laughs> with insurance and financial planning products my whole career. And it, I've got connections all over the country, and they taste our stuff. And they're like, Yeah, well, let's when you're ready. When you're ready. well, now we're ready because the bourbon is something that I really. I'd have been sourcing it a long time ago. We bought, I bought these barrels. I, I say I bought them. I bought options on these things two years ago. And when they come up, I find out I, if I just find the right connections, I can buy them, not have to, I can buy them tomorrow. What if I want to buy 10 tomorrow, 30 tomorrow? If I, with the right people that we know, we can do that. You know what I mean? And so we can source a lot of bourbon that is stuff that he, he's got a good palate he and my partner paul the guy that we that he thought was going to be here i i didn't even think to ask him but he is a chef and i'm telling you they they if you i think if you taste any of our stuff i mean you it's smooth it's it's you know you may not be a big gin fan or vodka fan or rum fan but i think everything that we make is for a person that lacks that type of spirit is is going to be impressed because it's all hand cut, you know. Sorry, we just assumed you all like bourbon and no, nothing else. I mean, <laughs> no one's going to complain about that here at this table. Yeah, no, I, I def- definitely love bourbon. Yeah, so you know, let's just let's paint the picture here for a second. You walk into a bar in Louisville, any bar. You go sit down. You order a cocktail made with Prohibition craft spirits. What are you getting, and why do you get it? Uh, I think one one thing we're uh, we're we're giving the public is something um, that you know you can't. It's hard to find in stores. It's it's a single barrel barrel selection almost every time, and it's also uh, full strength cast strength, uncut, unfiltered. There's not. It comes out of the barrel, and that's what you get. So when you get a when you get to order it in a cocktail, I suppose, uh, <laughs> I would drink I it mean, straight or put a straw in it. I'm okay with but, it. You so. know, if, if you get it, yeah. if you get it from a bar, then it's, it's going to come from the barrel and it's going to, that's, that's what it tastes well, like. There's no modification. It doesn't have to be bourbon. You're talking about. I mean, you guys do do a wide yeah. yeah. variety of products. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have tequila, you have rum, yeah. you know, you were talking about smoky flow is the drink that I would say, which includes our Nulu Reposado, which is our bourbon barrel aged agave spirit tequila, yeah. bourbon barrel aged tequila, basically. Yeah. Okay. And that's mixed with what? The, uh, what is that mixed with? I have <laughs> We're not the bartender bartenders. quickly. <laughs> I, do, I don't know. All I know is that I buy a lot of butane because they do some kind of burning on this board with it, and it's it's got smoke coming out of it. And we, we char the barrel stave and give it a, a little smoke Yeah, uh, that's nice. So it's kind of like a smoked Manhattan, but with, yeah, that's but what, with it's like an a Manhattan. Pito, uh, tequila. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. He, they call he he calls it a, a 
Southern Man, Southern Manhattan, uh, or uh, I, don't I don't know, south of the border of Manhattan. Yeah, something like that. All right, but anyway, I, I, that would probably be pretty good. Yeah, I'm all down for that. <laughs> I, mean, I, kinda, I still like eleven, but you know. So we we spoke a little bit about some of the the products that you sell. You know, the rum and the the tequila and things like that. Can you go through the rest of kind of your I guess variety of products that you're currently running, Harrison. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, that was the big thing. We, uh, I can I can tell you a little backstory. We we started out with uh, I my my original vision in 2014 was uh, just to be moonshine, just to just to sell flavored moonshine because that was a big deal. Everybody was watching that moonshiner show. I don't know if you remember that show that on TV, but uh, and then we quickly talked to distributors and realized that that's not going to happen that nobody cares about moonshine uh it's it's going to pop and it sure enough it did and it's funny because uh there's another distillery that did, they, their plan was the same thing i don't know how public that is so i won't mention who that is but uh <laughs> the uh so we, we said well let's just let's just make other spirits so that's exactly what we did um my my original spirits were vodka and gin and uh, i've expanded out to rum over the years and then now bourbon um so yeah so really we wanted to bring basically we wanted to bring a bar or a a liquor store every option they had so we wanted to give them a full line and when you go i've been on a lot of bourbon tours i'm sure you guys have too a lot of the times they just they run together and you don't you don't really learn anything new it seems like so we really want that's what we wanted to be we want to be different and something that give you a little bourbon break from all this uh all this kentucky bourbon that we have so, so are we going to have some root beer and some apple pie moonshine here pretty soon? <laughs> that, I, you that, brought out a little a secret stash. Yes, yes. I don't know if we can talk about it or not. We but. can. That was the that was the original plan, and that's still in the plan in the future. We, we're trying to really uh, get our roots down with all of our other spirits. Well, we, I, I am the one that I, when you put we nothing that we make do we add any coloring or flavoring or anything except for that, and we don't. We're not making that right now. That's not out there anywhere you can get. That's a private sample. And yeah. We eventually could, but I proudly say every product that we have, we don't add any kind of a coloring or flavoring or Sugar. fructose yeah. or anything. And the all of and what's good about that is number one, it's good stuff. But number two, there's no shelf life. I don't have to worry about spoilage. You put. Anything else in there, coloring, you put fructose in there, after a certain period of time, it's not going to taste the same. And there's also two things that give you a hangover. There's uh, the methanol and the alcohol. So your bottom shelf vodka will give you a little hangover. And sugar. So if you ever wonder why you got a bad hangover, it's because it's you had too much sugar. You had too, too, your alcohol was too cheap. <laughs> yeah, well, there's usually a couple other factors. <laughs> you had just way too much well. sometimes. <laughs> a mountain has no factor in it. No, no, none at so, all. Harrison, between, you say you, you started out with gin and vodka. Yeah. Um, you now moved into rum. You have moonshine, bourbon. What would you say is your, your baby? What's your bread and butter? I really like the bourbon. The bourbon's coming out good. I, I, my, my bourbon's too young, so it's, it's not ready. Uh, this, this MGP bourbon that we're, we have right now is awesome. I'm really proud of it. I really love it. But uh, my baby's my gin. I, I've got a lot of botanicals. I've got 14 botan- botanicals in this gin, and I'll get you guys some get a chance to try it. Yeah. But it's, uh, I'm it's, definitely it's, a gin fan. I'm, I, I like me some I'm gin. I'm a gin guy. I'm not a gin guy. Man, we should have <laughs> well, started out with that. Then. Our our vodka and gin, we 
the first couple of years we submitted to the micro liquor awards which you have to produce less 50,000 gallons or less to enter there and but we we got gold medals on the vodka and gin and we got a triple gold on our new Lou Reposado which is our bourbon barrel aged tequila yeah that's aged to a Reposado and uh, but we uh, when we submitted to San Francisco I guess that was 2019 Mm-hmm. We we got a silver medal on the on the Nulu Reposado, which it, we made the magazine because of that. Um, the Spirits magazine that has all the you know, but um, anyway, our vodka and gin. I didn't know about this till later, until they mailed me these medals. But we got a bronze medal on each one of those, and from what I understand, that's pretty good but it didn't we just didn't make that magazine with those i I guess silver is the lowest that they do but that vodka and gin is something that i think that we will sell nationally we've got a couple of national things that we're really shooting at and i think we got a good shot at it all right so the city of louisville seems to be a a huge catalyst for unique craft spirits companies and they really seem to blossom and grow while they're here in this area um how has the community of louisville and kentucky in general um, helped you grow your product or brand? No, and no it, everybody asks. A lot of people ask when they come on the tour, Will, are you from Louisville? They're very, every, it seems like a lot of the community is interested in uh, whether I'm, I was, I'm, I'm born here and that's, that's you know, what high school did you go to? That's always a big Louisville question. Who's <laughs> the only place <laughs> I know in America that's oh, where did you go to high school? <laughs> no, Cincinnati's also very pro high school. I think it's, 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 a, Catholic it's a Catholic school, school system, yeah, right? Yeah. It's a Catholic high school that just brings that out. Yeah. At some it's, point it's, a pri- it's a pride thing. At some point you did more than go to high school, though. Yeah, it's yeah. your shape. Yeah. So what's the one unique thing that you've learned from the industry since uh, PCS started? that you would not have done or not expected, you know, four years ago? Uh, it's, it's, I tell you what, I don't know how much you know about this industry is that's the timing. It's uh, you know, nobody know, nobody realizes how slow everyone really moves in this industry. There's any other industry out there whatsoever is faster. I mean, I feel like we're working for the post office a lot of times because <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not talking about my partner here. I'm talking about no, everybody, the government. No, he, he looked right at you when he said that. <laughs> no, listen, I get it. Well, he knows how this is something that's a big deal to us because it costs us money, costs us time and money. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the, it, everybody moves. When you, you ask that, you, it's, but it's not just the government, other people that are in alcohol, we're lazadaisical about returning phone calls and doing this and doing that. And you guys got to understand, I come from a, a financial planning background and insurance background. And I used to have, I used to run out of this state, 135 people that were captive salespeople out there. And I just, you know, if somebody didn't return my call in, in the same day that I left a message, I'm telling you, they wouldn't be working with me anymore, you know. And these guys, but what I figured out is there's very few people that are like me in this industry that don't get high on their own supply. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't you think they need to hang out with you more often? Because you knew me back when I drank. Well, yeah. See, nobody else that's here knew me but when I drank. And don't you think? Don't you think? That's got to be it. You know, you call you call a, a bottler and say, you know, I want 10,000 bottles. Well, they don't call you for a week. Well, what the deal? I got money for you. Why can't you just take my money? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm paying you for something. <laughs> take money. So, that's, but it, that's the case across the board. Everybody is moving slow as they well, can. Well, that's what I was kind of going to a while ago <laughs> is that we. this is a tourist attraction here. 
and that we want people to taste our stuff out there and want to know about the story that we have here because we think we got a hell of a story we think we got the best tour in the state and we feel like there's people that will come when they say they're coming to louisville we're going to be that place where you can go do all this but you have to go to prohibition you have to go to prohibition and that is I believe we were there. We were there. We were there. I mean, we had 16, and they were just starting to, you know, come. And when you think about five to eight thousand people every week coming in this city that aren't from here, they're tourists. And the one thing I like about tourists is that they spend money. Yep. <laughs> no, absolutely. Right. Yep. Keep the lights on. That's when you. I. That's because when, when I'm a tourist, when I'm on vacation, I'm a cheap son of a bitch. But when I'm on vacation, I'll I'll gamble like a crazy man. I'll buy it. Week passes to, you know, Disney World and Universal <laughs> Studio and all that. But, but you get back home, boy, it's chores and nope, nope, Ch- chores and nope. nope. <laughs> so, Dad, where are we going? <laughs> We're going to Adult Disney World. Yeah, Adult Disney World. That's right. So, so um, two of the hottest things, I guess, in, in in what you know, I would consider in the bourbon industry is um, the resurgence of age statements and then barrel strength. People like single barrels. And age statements, you know, they want to know how old their bourbon is and, you know, mm-hmm. it, what's the proof and is that what it came off at? So it's got barrel date and you right. see what I'm saying? So is that, is that the move? Is that kind of the plan moving forward? Like I said, yeah. that's, that's what you guys are doing right now with some of your oh, source yeah. stuff, but moving yeah. forward with the products that you're making yourself. As Transparency. Ages, we, we definitely want everybody to learn the whole picture because that's really, that's, that's a big strength that I think we have is that not just putting your money into investing money into something that you're buying but also putting your time and your your knowledge into a product and when you when you learn more about something you really you you grow to appreciate it more and that's that's why we have the tour and that's what we what we have the way we have it set up is to really understand what where what product you're getting and where it's coming from and really the history behind it good good you spoke very clearly about you know transparency and, and one of the things that I, I really appreciate is the fact that you all have been nothing but transparent about sourcing and MGP and how that is working and things like that and, and that's one of the most well-known you know distilleries in the area for sourcing yeah um, can you tell us a little bit more about your interaction with MGP and, and what does the selection pro- process look like with them yeah um, well we we met with one of their representatives and like i said i'd had these options on some things and i actually realized i didn't realize it but when i got back to that stuff it was all mgp so now we we are actually you know we're buying some through those people and we're buying some through directly from mgp um but they there what i've found is there's a lot of these uh what I would call wholesaler places that have our own barrels in these places already. But um, anyway, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely. Harrison, do you, I mean. Uh, you know, I, I, I let Keith handle most of you this. Let handle, okay, that's like fair it. enough. Yeah. So when, when, when you guys are actually sourcing from them, do they just send you samples or do they just say, hey, yeah. we've got 25 barrels? And no, we get samples. Okay. We get, we, I, I find that, I get little samples of the for per mash build basically and what i see what age the barrels are and all that like i said i knew what what age these other ones were but i'm finding that i can find like i I can buy them straight from mgp you you know it is i think they got as much as you want to buy 
I mean, I, they, I give them numbers. I, can you do this for that? Well, we can do that, but not for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I'm saying is, you know, it's, I'm totally fine sourcing bourbon for a while because what we're in, we're in Louisville, Kentucky, and it really, I can't even tell you the difference. I, we've had so many interviews and, and things like that with magazines and all this because we weren't bourbon. We were bourbon barrel-aged stuff, right? We make bourbon barrel-aged rum, bourbon barrel-aged tequila, bourbon barrel-aged gin. I'm sorry. We, was that all bad? No, you're good. Okay. But, um, the, but, all, but you know, the bourbon barrel-aged bourbon is awesome. No, I mean, it's just, it's a, to me, yeah. <laughs> It doesn't matter what kind of press or anything else you get. We we're get, we're we're getting this through networking and everything else, and we're we can do things that these big guys can't do. Right. We're and I have I can I can create a brand and take it from beginning to end through TTB in less than sixty days, can't we? Yeah, and I've actually got a lot of uh, tricks up my sleeve with this uh, with these barrels. I'm almost I'm I'm pretty excited about this bourbon because there's so many different uh variation yeah. i mean you guys got to try just three barrels here and uh, they all taste completely different but what's great about the honey barrels is that everybody loves honey barrels of course the best cream of the crop but i'm more i'm kind of excited about the bad ones i'm excited about the ones that uh the little are, off profile well not just the off profile but the flat ones because there's a lot you can do with this stuff there's a lot of uh, manipulation you can do and this is going to be a whole new realm of uh blending uh, aging longer. I've got some. I got some other tricks. I don't. I'd rather not mention. But <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want to tell your secrets? <laughs> I mean, we'll just have to wait and find out. So, so when you go and pick out these barrels, you know, do you look for just certain mash builds in particular, or you kind of you want a little variety of everything? Well, we we get a sample of whatever you know the the variety that they have and different ages yeah. and all that, and then we we taste. And I say. I, I I taste it, but I don't swallow it, so I don't trust my judgment because I'm not I don't feel the, you know I can't tell how hot it is is the point you know what I mean, and so when my guys when Paul and Harry chase you know when they taste it and they tell me yeah this this and this then that's you know that's when we. So you're like you're like Bill Clinton. You don't inhale. <laughs> I, I, not oh, with liquor. <laughs> I inhale other things. You probably see me puffing on this. I mean, you know, but no. That's hey, what you do in your spare time is up to you, buddy. Yeah, I know. Are you guys currently sourcing from anywhere other than MGP at this time? What 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 do you look for when you're sourcing? Also, like, do they give like? So I've heard from some of the other distillers that are sourcing that it's really hard to get a twelve year. It's really hard to get an eight year. You know, I but mean, it is. You know, it's money is what it is, and a lot of it, a lot of people are are fixated on the yeah uh, the the years. When when I'm I don't know how, how long you've been drinking bourbon, but the 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 story and the the road of drinking bourbon, and the longer you go down that road, I feel like it changes and you 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 adapt to a different. And a lot of people think that oh yeah, the 13 year, the 15 year, that's all the that's all I'll drink. That's just not. That's a, to me. That's a newer, a newer guy who's on in the bourbon world because really, the, each barrel will mature to a certain point and it will hit an apex of perfect flavor, and then it will go down. And whether that's nine year, whether that's twelve year, whether that's five year, five. I mean, it's it's all about what you want to, the flavor to taste like. So we're we're pretty excited about these barrels because a lot of these we're gonna call, we're gonna hold them back and we're gonna let them age for a little bit longer. 
and see what we can get. But yeah, you can get some twelve year and some 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 older stuff. It's just it's just not. It's, yeah, it's I would expensive. say we're much more likely <laughs> to be aging stuff that we've sourced that long because ours is three years. Old. You got one that's three. Yeah. We've got uh, we got some three year old uh, rum right now. The oldest bourbon we have is only one year old. So it's only one. Okay. The oldest bourbon we have is one. What, year. No, but what about that? The small one. Oh, the smaller barrels. Yeah, we've got some smaller barrels that are a little bit older, but they're. Uh, so are those in like fifteens or five gallons? Oh, so oh they're, yeah, they're small, really tiny. So they're it's, probably done then. They're probably yeah, ready they to go. Are, they're yeah. done. They're yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything that small, man, it doesn't take long for it to mature. Um, yeah. In those situations, and the the ratios are, are are way different, is what I've learned. Um, we spent some time with another distillery, and you know, literally. Some of his four-year product tastes like it's eight or nine years old already because he's running like a, a 23 or, you know, the yeah. 20, 28 gallon, I think it is, mm-hmm. a 28 gallon. So it's definitely a different experience in those aspects. So one thing I'm kind of intrigued about, you know, I've, I've always been kind of a tequila fan and the, the Nulu Reposado. Reposado, yes. Nailed a has obviously the, it caused from blue agave and things like that. Are you guys sourcing that from someplace? The yeah. actual planting and yeah, everything else from Mexico, we're, or we're, yes. we're source? We're literally importing it from Mexico. Right. Okay. We've got a, Jalisco. Yeah, we've got a good partnership with a distillery in Jalisco. Okay. Well, and then you're barrel well, aging and the bourbon barrel after that. Yes. Mm-hmm. It yeah. comes comes clear and we barrel age it. We get freshly yeah. dumped bourbon barrels mostly. It's sewer, uh, and it's smooth. It's this is premium tequila. We're getting it smooth. It's the smoothest I've tasted, and I'm from Texas. Tequila and I don't go very well together. (laughs) We're using. Doesn't like me, but I like it. We're using freshly done four roses. I'll tell you this: we have we have never all the stuff that we've we've done that we've brought in that it the methanol was in this last batch we got the methanol was lower than the superior alcohols, and really all you're trying to find is something that's as the superior alcohols are equal to the methanol because that stuff burns out like two and a half times faster and it can you can and tequila ages a lot faster than bourbon you know i mean after three years it's pretty done right but anyway i think that makes a huge difference because most people that think of tequila they're used to there being a lot of methanol and it's because how they do it you know they have a mash pit and they don't open even, air. They don't, yeah, open air with, and the local, just the yeast in the air is what does it. You know, we source all, he sources exact yeast that he wants for each liquor, and it's all local stuff. And, but I don't know. I, I just see what they're doing with tequila down there is just the most inefficient shit I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, it's, it's, un, it's, there's no other liquor like it. Right. Yeah, well, I know. Well, I, I think in some aspects too, though, you have to kind of respect the the craft or the brand of what they're doing. You oh, know, they're, they're they're using basically aerated yeast, right? They're getting wild yeast that are coming in, and yeah. they're getting they're getting no. a consistent product because of what's surrounding their distillery in those situations. But, but when I asked him, I said, "So how many times do you do that pit, and you don't get it? Doesn't get what you need in there, and you got to." You got to pitch. He said, "No, we have to empty it and redo it." Well, God dang, that's a lot of freaking work and money if you can't pull any alcohol out of there, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And that and a lot of supplies. But it's like I said, we're not making that. We're just putting it in a barrel. Right. <laughs> so, right. It, but it's been a bitch ever since they changed the law down there where you can't call it tequila, and we we signed an agreement to not call it on our bottles or anything. It's blue agave spirit. 
but it it's tequila. It, oh, it, oh, it's it's tequila. Guess where it goes on the true moonshine. It's definitely tequila, but it's guess where it goes on the shelf, right? In the tequila in the section. The and, then, and we also have our Nulu ninety two, which is the añejo, which has been in there over a year. Thirteen months. So five months on the reposado and thirteen months on the añejo. Okay, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, añejo means longer than a year, right? Is, yeah, is something like that. Okay, yeah. So uh, Reposado is actually two months to two to eleven months is Reposado. Is that, is that what it also gives us its color though? Because yes. it's different colors, right? I mean, it, they're yeah. completely you different. How much darker that is than that? See right. The, see the ninety-two versus. Yeah. Oh, see the ninety-two versus. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I have a tendency to do the same thing. Matt's like squirrel. We're, we're also I, pretty when excited. When I do my workshops, they pin my mic right there, yeah. so I can't get away from the sun. <laughs> I, I wish I could do that to you, but I can't. Unfortunately. <laughs> So, uh, you know, obviously being tied to Louisville, and you, you spoke about how cool that is and, and how much it's helped out, you know, uh, is that why you guys have tied so many of your things to Louisville names, such as the Phoenix Hill Vodka or the Baxter's Rum, Highlands Gin, you know, that type of thing? How did marketing tie into the city of Louisville and how much of that was super intentional and how much of that was just, you know, kind of the, I guess they call it the kind of the smoke mirrors? A lot, a lot of thought. A lot of thought went into that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of my thought, anyway. Yeah. This, I, I, to be honest with you, I, th- all those names that you just named were already in. They, had, they were doing those names, and I went, went. that was part of my plan that I did for them, and I just implemented pretty much what I was trying to get for them, for us, and it, it's worked out pretty well. Well, it works on two fronts because you got uh, these local, uh, you know, nobody knows what Phoenix Hill is unless you're from Louisville. So if you're from Louisville, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's a local vodka. But if it's, let's say it's in Indiana, Ohio, it's still a cool name. It's Phoenix Hill, and we, we, we came up with some good slogans, you know, rises from the ashes of uh, the fire of the still. You know what I mean? Something like that. So you, you don't really, really rec- like the Highlands Gin. The Highlands of Scotland is where the juniper berries grow. So there's a lot of double meanings that you can you can implement outside of state as so, well as inside so there's a cool story behind you know each each name which is also unique we've got some good yeah yeah and our nilu is our signature we you know that's our main trademark and right heck we almost called the place nilu we discussed that yeah. <laughs> it, you, are, like, like, you are about as close to nilu as you can be yeah. and still kind of be in the highlands i guess well, this yeah. this area actually all four neighborhoods kind of merge right in this area. Billy so. Goat right. Hill. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, my wife used to work at Mercy Academy right over here when I used to be yeah. on, on Broadway over here. So we used to always uh, frequent this area after ball games and different things like that. So Bourbon's just a piece of this, too. It's uh, We're really excited about this uh, this Christmas coming up. We'll have our, we have a bunch of uh, tequila barrels that will be extra in Yeho. So they will be th- three years aged at, right before Christmas. So that's going to be a, a big release in January. It exciting. sounds really good, but it'll probably just end up with a really, really bad hangover the next day. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Unless you like, drink too much. I guess. We don't like it. Which is Matt's MO, so. Thanks. So you guys spoke about, you know, not only is this a, the tourism thing, but like we're in basically what, I would consider like a like a big hall or party area or things like that, but you've got partitions up. Can you tell us a little bit about what the kind of the future holds as far as what you're going to be doing with this type of 
space, whether it be an event center, things yeah, like we that. Yeah, we do. We do. We literally do. We've done weddings in this room. Um, we have like another bar upstairs, which is we call it our catwalk. But eventually, that'll be our speakeasy because you'll enter from a different building to get in there. But you know, our tour and tasting are up during the day for the tours, but some, occasionally, you know, we'll have events over here. We have our bar next door. We have a lot of activities over there. You know, we're just getting it all back up and going after all the shutdown. But yeah, I mean, this, our intention is, I mean, I'm, I'm set up to do live music. You know, we've done live music in here quite a bit. Our, our event hall, we've, you know, we, I don't want it to be pigeonholed into any one thing. I mean, I want it. To, we've done comedy shows here, a lot of comedy shows. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else, but oh, uh, there's a, a local, uh, like a academy that teaches kids music, School of Rock. Yeah. And they've they have their concerts in here that the kids perform, and that's probably the coolest thing I've ever. Is that the Mom's done. Music Group over there? It's yeah, I think so. Mark it, Maxwell and them guys over there. I don't know. I okay. don't know. Their son, the guy, people that own that son, Logan, works with us here. He's our tour, one of our tour guides. Gotcha, so. gotcha. But it's it, the, the this room. The whole thing is like it. We want, we're going to be have we're going to have some bourbon event things upstairs, and you know that are, that different groups you know come in and and do. We're we're going to try to have a lot more things that'll tie to promoting our products you know and having people come into events to do tastings and you know those kind of things if that you know if that makes sense to you yeah no absolutely that's yeah, so this, there's a lot more than just a distillery it's it's, it's, it's pretty tricky because there's just you know there's basically five different businesses we're running a tour a tour business a bar business a distillery business an event business and it's just a gift shop you know there's just so many different it's like a liquor things. store yeah that we have to <laughs> imagine that manage yeah. so because i can't own any other liquor store the only thing i can you know that's three-tier crap i was like I, it was driving me crazy when we couldn't get a distributor to do what i wanted them to do you know it's because right. they they're like oh you need to do this and this and you should sell it for this and you shouldn't worry about that just do this and and every time they want us to cut quality, and I'm like, you know what? No, yeah. we we've had he does, he's as good as I've seen, and I'm proud to have him as my the head. It, it, this wouldn't exist without Harry. That's just a fact. Right. So you, you you've you've talked a little bit about more off off mic than on mic as far as you know the troubles of finding distribution and those different things. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us how can people get your products. They, um, all of our products are in most Kroger stores, um, Party Source, uh, we're in Total Wine, Total Wine, our bourbon, our single barrel bourbons are in Total Wine right now. We'll eventually be in the Party Source and probably Kroger again with bourbon, but all of our products are in all those stores we just named. The only one we're not in is Liquor Barn, and when we get our new wall up that talks about what happened when it was Derby City Spirits, you'll see why, because liquor barn had the stuff taken back that they had sold <laughs> you know so we've actually got the the citations where they confiscated the liquor and all that that's going to be a part of our tour again nice. in the future that's going to be fun so but it, it but unfortunately i don't know if we'll ever be in liquor barn because of <laughs> that so but that's all right it's a big world besides liquor barn yeah all right. 
So I guess on on average, what would you kind of say you all run through, you know, sales wise? Like, what is the most popular so far? What kind of has the most brand recognition? You mean you mean pre COVID, pre uh, pre, <laughs> yeah, pre, pre the pre the world ending, pre hand sanitizer, yeah, pre <laughs> the world ending. Oh yeah, your hand sanitizer's been hand the number sanitizer's one seller. really selling right now. Yeah, like that was cakes. selling. Like yeah, you know, a piece of that before I leave. You, you know, kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind of pre the world ending because you know. I used to be across the street our all the new, time. Our Nulu Reposado and yeah. Nulu 92 were probably the most, but our gin and our vodka has a pretty good following too. Yeah. And we've had it priced way more expensive than it probably should be. But when we priced all this stuff, the taxes were thirteen fifty a freaking gallon, you know. That's and awful. now they're two seventy a gallon, so it's a little, you know, that's a lot per bottle, a couple of bottles couple dollars a bottle and at the fob price that's a lot you know you're basically if they're selling it for 50 we're probably getting 22 you know oh wow yeah Uh, but when we sell at the gift shop we get all 50 (laughs) that's why we would love for y'all to come down to our gift shop we actually you know you get special prizes we get to draw we can't give you liquor but we can dang sure give you stuff to Pour it, pour it into there shot glasses, hats. So we things. need to go buy some things from the gift shop. Is what, <laughs> I, what I was just told. So no, we we literally one of the things that we've been working on we because we own all these websites and yeah. and all that we've got trademarks almost everything that we need it to be national. But the we're our online store is literally about to go live here in the next week. We've been testing it yeah. and and anything that we sell they can get online and buy it and then just set an appointment to come pick up whatever and I'm, I'm really excited to see how many people get online and buy bottles you know right I mean, if it can be shipped to the front door i think you're gonna have a lot more people who well we we actually can in certain states yeah, ship like right. that but it's it's not cheap the shipping's usually not cheap and but I'm telling you, if we can do it legally, we will be, because there's a lot of people that do it. If they come and come to our tour, and then they bought something here, and they want it, like they call us back, want to reorder, we've already shipped it there once, right. so we we allow that. Right. And I've never, I use UPS's alcohol thing. It took me six months to get through all their freaking checking wow. to to have that the right to ship samples right <laughs> and after we did that six months and it's like can i ship some freaking bottles now this is ridiculous well, sure i mean i just the what the government does with all this they make it so it's like it, they criminalize business to where well if you do that you can go to jail you can go to jail i've never been threatened to go to jail so much since i got involved in this business it's ridiculous but Every once in a while, if you do it the right way and you try to be respectful to everybody, it ends up working out. Yeah. Right. So if people want to reach you guys at Prohibition Craft Spirits, what's the, what's the best way for them to do that? Depends on what you want. <laughs> uh, info at PCSDistillingCo.com. We've got a website. We've got an email. If you're wanting to do a party or an event, we've got an event planner we can hook you up with. Okay. Yeah, but the, the – to if – Email is info, I-N-F-O, at PCSDistillingCo.com. Gotcha. What about Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, Twitter? Craft, Prohibition Craft Spirits Distillery on Facebook. and we, we're, we're on, on Instagram. 
and uh, I, it's Prohibition Craft Spirits Distillery, or wouldn't be that. It's too long. No, well, then what? <laughs> I don't even know what. Uh, you got to. Uh, it's we have to ask our T- TBD, our guys. Yes, we'll have to ask the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul, what's that? Yeah, yeah, Paul, can you tell us? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this. You can just, and if we're looking can't y'all to cut him in in between there? you sure. got to edit. But a one phone clip. You'll, you'll find us online. And if we're looking yeah. to you know purchase straight off your website, what's your website? Uh, it's orders at uh, prohibitioncraftspirits.com. Oh, yeah. Well, the other thing that we're about to have out is that bourbon barrel aged rum. I'm excited yeah. about that too. Rum's coming soon. Yeah, I, I will tell you that seems to be the 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 leap for most bourbon drinkers is a really good aged stated rum. That's kind of if you're not drinking bourbon, where are you going with it? And it's typically you know something on the rum side is where I find a lot of people move to. How long are we waiting on that bourbon aged rum? Oh, that depends on. A lot of things. <laughs> I think it's ready. Uh, we've got five barrels, which doesn't sound like much, but uh, with our market, five barrels would be a nice uh, to start with. But um, if we wait another six months, we'll have ten barrels. That'll be two years old, which isn't that old. No, one of them. One of them is Order three Order dot prohibitioncraftspirits.com. And then our regular website is prohibitioncraftspirits.com. Gotcha. Gotcha. On the rum, you said you said you had some. We've got one one barrel that's three years old. The other two are two years, but they're coming out really good. So you're gonna blend those and try to. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, now barrel strength. Or are we gonna be doing? So I, when I when I barreled them, I only it, it'll be barrel strength, but it's we're still in the upper 80s on gotcha. the proof, so it's not gonna be a, a, a killer. It's not gonna knock your pants off. <laughs> yeah. But it does taste like candy. Uh, it's nice and sweet. Not yeah. some of that Japan cat. And, and it's all Captain just from the, the, you know, the black strap and the sugar cane. Yeah, it, like it I said, we don't add anything to any of our stuff. Right. And that, the, what I like about this bourbon barrel aged stuff is the colors of that. It all starts off as clear. Right. right? <laughs> no, that's that's a huge that's a huge selling point for a lot of people, and I, especially people that like darker, older rum. Right? They mm-hmm. like that deep denseness of color that you get from those. Yeah. Yeah. So, good deal, fellas. If uh, you all want to reach Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us on Facebook or you can uh, get us on Instagram. That's Bourbon Barrel T1 um, on Twitter. And uh, this is Scott Minton, Matt Jasnoff, Ryan, Mr. Keith, and Thank Harrison you. signing off. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks for your time. Bye bye.